you live with Carlos Ben streaming. The time has just gone. I seem to get rid of that. 22.32 hours, Thursday, 19th of August, 2021. The draconian incursions continue. The incremental encroachments seemingly so insignificant they escape the notice of the everyday public. Um, we're, the pe- we're the people have always reacted to as if it's the beginning of something when the plan is actually well in advance of, of, of most people's understanding. We're, they're actually in the closing stages of this great reset, the closing stages of the implementation of this draconian legislation. Now, I know, I know a lot of people don't like the word draconian, so let me just look it up for you, and you tell me if it befits uh, what we are saying here. A code of laws prepared by Draco, the celebrated lawgiver of Athens. Uh, these laws were exceedingly severe, and the term is now something applied to any laws of unusual harshness. If that ain't what we got now, then I don't know what it is. So yes, we will continue to use the word draconian when describing the uh, Stalinist tactics of Jacinda Ardern and, hapl- and hapless Hipkins and that as they continue to push us to the verge of slavery because that's exactly what we are. Now we had someone in the live chat also uh, saying in their comments, why don't you guys point out the fact that all acts in the country bind the crown and we are not the crown? I think if those people decide to actually watch previous shows, I've said that more than once, so catch up, please. Okay, uh, we are going to, we have, we, like yesterday, we pre-recorded our interviews to make sure there was no clash, and we didn't get the sort of problem we had before. Uh, We understand after checking, all of those playbacks will be fine. You'll be able to hear the um, people we have. We've got Napoleon Bush coming on. We've got Tracy Livingston, who got arrested down in Tauranga there. We have uh, Carl Bromley, who will be Skyping in from Christchurch, and he will be giving us an update on Adam's arrest. We'll also be showing the film of his. And, of course, we'll end up with Liz Lambert, who's coming on, and she'll be talking about a certain aspect of law, uh, the trespass and all that, that you can uh, fill out and give to uh, the Crown Response Unit or whatever and uh, uh, to sort of keep off your property. So we'll see how that goes because some good discussions ahead. So first of all, what I what I implore you to do right now, I was going to say this at the end of the show, but I think I'll do it now. So while you're listening to the interviews, you can have a look up on another device. Have a look up DuckDuckGo or something like that or um, any of the others. Just no one likes uh, Google anymore. But have a look up the Office of Naval Intelligence Research. They funded in 1971 an experiment called the Sanford um, experiment. That's where they took a group of people and they split them into prison, prison guards and prisoners. Now they had to stop that. Um, and remember I told you before that these, these, uh, the psychological operations have been planned a long, long ago. They use a lot of psychology, a lot of psychiatry and that to map human, uh, human behavioral aspects, their thought patterns, and exactly what they'll do and how they'll react to any given situation when applied, uh, whether they under stress will react a certain way, whether they will push back, and what type of personalities that they've um, identified would be that. Now, it also proves that there are certain people that when given a bit of power become authoritarian, authoritarianism to the max. And then, of course, they start victimizing the prisoners, who before, they are all the same type of people. They all got on, hi, how are you? Yep, yeah, no, we're coming for an experiment. Yep, that's cool. Uh, should be good. Let's have a good time. Then... As the experiment progressed, they started buying into their role, like they were the end all. They were legends in their own lunchbox, and the other people who weren't prison guards didn't use have a uniform, little badges, were beneath them. And they started to brutalize them, started to victimize them. Well, you and I, 
are the victims of the out-of-control state, and this is just a culmination of those experiments and exactly what they know about personalities. They know what sort of police officers to pick because they're the ones who will exert without question, like little jackboot thugs, the legislation that's um, created. Because none of you, none of you would actually listen to a damn thing the government says unless there was a threat of violence there to make to coerce you into doing it. You know it, I know it, and they know it. Um, there are, however, good police officers who go in there with a genuine um, um, desire to protect and serve the public and keep them from harm and basically just get rid of criminals who are looking at damaging pe- you know, people and their properties and uh, victimising them. Unfortunately, they're few and far between, and I think if they all stood up in the many stations, they, w- they might actually number enough to actually push back and, and side with us and actually get this crap sorted once and for all. So what we're going to do first is we're going to go into um, the interview with Tracy Livingston. She is one, like I said, who got um, arrested in Tauranga. We spoke to Sue Gray yesterday, a lawyer, about the aspects in her case. Now, these, this is an interview, like I said, all these within the last couple of hours. Um, we're going to hear from her herself. Check this out. And joining me even now via Skype uh, is Tracy Livingston after a long day in the uh, gulags. Jacinda Ardern's new Nazi Germany from the 1930s is now alive and well in 2021 and counting. Tracy, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for inviting me on. It has been, you're right, it's been a long day. It was a long day yesterday, and um, but a, a good day. And I feel like it was worthwhile, which is, I guess, any, what you'd hope for any day. But, you know, I've been an activist for a long time now, and that's the first time I've actually kind of pushed up against the police. So it was actually quite a shock because yeah. they've, they've always been so supportive of protests. And so I think we kind of felt we were going to be safe where we were, and I, that feels a bit naive now. Yeah, I've said before that the, the agenda's ramping up and they're going pedal to the middle, full steam ahead. And the gas is wide open on the old on the old um, carburetor there. So, what do you think is going to be next? What, what do you what's your next plans? Are you going to sit back, observe, see what comes next, and and what's the story with your with your what charges are you facing? Uh, what was your bail conditions, and uh, how did you sort of uh, stand up against? You know, that? I am not much of a lawyer person, so every time I talk to someone like Sue Gray, and she says you know, X, Y, and Z, I actually don't have a clue what... I'm just going to pull up those. Oh, you've got them there anyway. Yep, we'll pull them up for uh, you. So the bail conditions is weird, actually, because um, it's all I have to do is obey the COVID, the COVID laws. So I just have to stay at home and behave like a normal person, which, to be fair, is not that easy for me. However... <laughs> Um, so what is it? Failing to comply with order COVID-19 S226-1 COVID Public Health Response Act. So, you know, we protested that. We protested that back, uh, you know, over a year ago now, of course. So when they brought that up, we went, well, this is nuts. You know, this is, this is what do you call it? Over, you know, government overreach. This is tyrannical. Um, and if you go and look at the, the submissions for the public COVID, oh, COVID Public Health Response Act 2020. I mean, there were all kinds of top New Zealanders, lawyers, you know, Professor Jane Kelsey, of course, you know, and and Sue Gray, the Law Society. Uh, You know, we were all up in arms about it. And this is obviously what we're seeing now is, you know, that brought to fruition. And I think um, Sue was saying they've actually ramped up 
they've bootied up some of the charges as well. I think they call them orders. So, I, I, you know, I don't even... I, don't talk to me about the law stuff. I just don't understand a word of it. Um, and uh, so... And, and maybe we all have to. Maybe that's the problem, is we all need to understand the law now and read it back to front and understand what we're up against. Um, can you describe... But, can you describe the day, your day, and how it all worked? Oh. How it all worked out? Yeah. So, it was actually it started. It was difficult because um, a, a week ago we had a um, we've got a, a what do you call it? The Voices for Freedom. We've got our local Voices for Freedom group. We're, we're and we're we're pretty active actually. Yeah. And so a week ago we'd all decided that well not all of us but you know we'd said okay. Oh, someone had brought it to the group, actually. They said, you know, we're going into lockdown. And I, I'm like, no, we're not. No, the government won't do that. They're not that stupid. And they, everyone else was like, Tracy, you, you know, you're dreaming. So I said, okay, well, all we can do is turn up at the police station 10 o'clock, first morning of lockdown. That's all That's all we can do. And and um, that's probably our, our best bet. And then we can decide from there what we do, you know, what we do. Yeah. So what I didn't know, well, I didn't know a lot of things. I didn't know that they'd really um, bootied up this um, COVID Public Health Response Act to make it far more... Um, Draconian? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I hate using those words. That's real. Yeah, okay, let's not worry about that. Let's move on. So I was a little bit late because I was sending out emails like crazy and, and just, you know, reminding everyone. But, but VFFHQ had said to our... The leader, our leader here, that to not run a protest, to not to not run the protest, and so I got the email just as I was leaving home, and I was like, "Well, no, that's not on because there's people going to be there already." This was 40 minutes before the protest, and I'm like, "Well, you know, people are going to be there already, so that's not happening." And so I said, "Look, you have to send out another email, say that we will be going as individuals." Uh, we won't be representing Voices for Freedom. We'll just be there. So I leapt in the car. I'm a ways out of town, so it takes a while. <clears throat> so I got there a little bit late, and everyone's like, hey, Tracy, what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay, this is, I'm it. Um, and so I just made up a little sign, and it just said, uh, lockdowns are for prisoners. We're not prisoners. So I just had my little sign. I had my uh, putanga flag for good measure. And, you know, we just started chatting amongst ourselves as us protesters tend to do you know we get together and we have a good old gossip and the police came out almost immediately and said you know you're breaking the law you have to disperse and we hadn't really had a chance to have a proper catch-up <laughs> so we hadn't decided what we were going to do yet so I'm like you know okay you just shush for now we're you know we're having a korero and we'll work it out what we're going to do and the girls are going let's hikoi and and you know that's why that way we'll keep moving um and so we were just trying to decide where we were going and what we we're doing and they're like you have to disperse i'm like we're just having a chat here can you you know back off <laughs> no not backing off so we sort of ended up in a little bit of an argument which of course is a bit of a waste of time with police so um so then they just um said well if you're not going to disperse you know we've given you four or five warnings I think there was two at that point and then another came out and um, oh they'd asked who the spokesperson was and I'd made the mistake of saying I am 
whereas I think we were all spokespersons, people. You know, like, there is no ringleader in this. We're all, we all speak for, for ourselves. You know, you can't speak for someone else. Everyone's got a different um, thing to say. So, yeah, so uh, that was my first mistake. <laughs> and then they said, all right, you know, you're coming with us. And, I don't know, arrested me under something. You know, it all happens very quickly and dragged me off. And then you just get popped in a cell for a while, cool your heels, and then a few other, the other, oh, this, um, I think T. Uh, writer, this yep. T. T. Writer, yep. she, so she, her and her husband were on with you yesterday, and so I saw her come in, I'm like, no, like, what are you doing here, you should have just made a run for it kind of thing, but, and then Sue Sutton, she came, and you know, they're hardcore protesters, so, um, but I didn't want anyone else in there. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted one person to take take the fall. Anyway, that was fine. And they, so what they do is they um, they take you into the cell, leave you there, and then pull out a charge sheet and charge you with something, and said, you know, sign this. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to sign that. And um, so I'll just have a quick look at and so they've done this charge form and they're like, sign this. I'm oh no, they want to know my name. I'm like, nah, I'm not giving you my name. So then they pulled it up anyway, you know, they've got your name. So <laughs> so anyway, they um then they they wrote down this charge sheet and said, Okay, sign this. I'm like, Well, I don't have my glasses. You know, I can't I can't read it. And it was just a huge sheet of stuff, you know, small writing. And they said, oh, the, you know, we'll read you the bit at the top is the important bit. You know, that's the bit you're being charged with. I'm like, okay, well, you know, so I grabbed it. Had a wee look, couldn't read any of it. So I just crossed it all out and went, I do not consent. I do not, I was trying to write, I do not comply. And the woman rips it out of my hands. And she says, don't be violent. I'm like, I'm what? <laughs> I'm I'm what? And I said, I'm writing. And she said, you can't write that, something like that. I said, like, I can do what I like. It turns out you can't when you're in the police station. You can't do what you like. So, <laughs> so yeah, I do not consent. I do not. I was trying to write it. didn't get there. So then they marched me down to the cells and then brought me back a bit later and, and said, oh, look, you know, if you – it's a bit jumbled. Eh? I can't. You you lose sense of time in there. It's there's no sunlight. There's it's just a weird sense of. It's quite surreal, really. It's very surreal. And so at some point they pull me back and say, okay, you know, just sign this and we'll let you go. I'm like, no, I'm not signing anything. So they march me back to the cells again. And so this kind of went on and off all day. And eventually they, um, oh, I think eventually I got on to sue. Um, they said, oh, you know do you want to talk to your lawyer? And I was like, oh, I know a lawyer. <laughs> I know a lawyer. <laughs> so I said, you know, get hold of Sue Gray. And she had actually been calling the police station trying to get hold of me. Mm. And they had wouldn't put her through and said I wasn't even there. So Sneaky. I don't know what that was about. So she, So I had a nice chat with Sue and it was really good because – you know, having someone you really trust on the other end of the phone just makes you feel so much more heartened by where you're at because it's quite a grey, it's quite a, a grey place, I think, yeah. uh, and, and quite antagonistic and 
confrontational. And so to have her on the other end of the line was, was really helpful. And, you know, for us, for me being there, the most important outcome was actually to, um, is to be able to get the dis discovery um, documents. So um, I, oh, and that's right, they wanted to do, um, take fingerprints and DNA and photographs and all of that. And I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, and then they'd let me go. Oh, you, you can go. We're just going to take your DNA before you yeah. go. I'm like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and so then... Because um, then all of a sudden then, you'd probably have COVID and have to be uh, locked up even more. Oh, I don't think the DNA test for COVID, but still. Well, they, they haven't so, even got a test for COVID, so... Uh, let, let's not even go that's there. It's a fact. <laughs> so, it's a fact. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> So then she, so then, and then they called me back a bit later again and they said, look, you can go. All you have to do is sign this to agree on that, that you're going out on bail. And I said, oh, yeah, that's fine, but I'm going to sign it under duress. Perfect. And they said, oh, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because I'm under duress. And they're like, no, you're not. You can leave any time. You just have to sign this. And, you know, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm under duress. You have my freedom. You've locked me up. Yeah. So it's got to be under duress. Anyway, they took me, but marched me back to the cell. So they didn't like that very much. But they were actually they were they were quite grumpy and quite rude with me. I think um, they weren't happy with the way things were, were going. And I was quite grateful because the other three, um, I think they signed out quite early and just sort of. And I and I totally get that because I've been I'm I was kind of ready for it I think um, I kind of woke up in the morning knowing that something was going to happen I just didn't know what it was uh, so I was I was sturdy for it. Yeah, it's a war of attrition, and that's how they do it. Just like the yeah. law, I mean, even if you were successfully challenging, by the time the court cases go through and reach an ultimate conclusion, the game's over. So you know, it's yeah. what, what do you see? has been the end result of your, of the fiasco you've just been through? Well, the most important... Okay, so we ended up... So I had, a, I had a night in the cells in the end, and I kept thinking, actually, I kept waiting for them to just come and chuck me out, which they didn't. Um, but it was freezing in there, so I asked for a blanket, and they gave me a blanket, and then I said, actually, I'm still really cold. I'll, I need another blanket. And they're like, no, you can only have one blanket. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, really? <laughs> One blanket? <laughs> and they're like, if all the other cells fill up, we're going to run out of blankets. And I'm like, really? Oh, You're going to fill up all the, <laughs> all those cells? <laughs> that's taxpayer dollars hard at work, isn't it? Uh, anyway, so I was like, oh, damn. So, But actually, you know, he said, oh, look, I've turned the heat up a little bit. And so it wasn't quite as cold as it was. So I thought, oh, that's all right. So. I, you know, I just did a lot of meditation and, and, and Reiki and I sort of thought about things and and it was a nice, it's quite a nice quiet time and they bought me some dinner, which was average, but no complaints and then, but what happened, I was actually really shocked, so I thought, oh, I might as well get as much sleep as I can, so they turned the lights off and they put it, this weird kind of neon fluoro light, it's really bizarre. And so that's how you sleep is with this weird blue light. And so I had a fortunately I had a hoodie and I could pull it right up over my head. So I nestled, you know, nestled down and went to sleep. And what they do is every hour 
they come and bang on the door with this must be some kind of like a really solid object and it's loud it was so loud and they just bang 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 i'm like <clears throat> i just jumped out of my skin like because it was i was like boom what the I, I don't know what was going on so anyway so so i was so shocked and then they walked away i was like oh that was weird are they going to keep doing that this uh... <laughs> This, so I, this sounds like those little psychopath lunatics when we're growing up where they have a pet in a cage and they keep going and tormenting it all the time. Yeah, so they just kept doing – they must have done that every hour through the night. And um, and so, I've, you know, you try and play them at their own game. and It's pathetic, I know. But so I basically as soon as they wake me up, I would try and go back to sleep. And, and sometimes I'm quite good at, at, at winding, like getting my brain to do what I want it to do. And there was the toilet next – oh, there was this flushing. You know, the toilets, I think there must be urinals. They're flushing all the time. Just every five or ten minutes there's, they're flushing. So there's there's constant noise. You like it just – Yeah. Constant noise. And then and then the banging. And so I trained myself not to jump, and I just stayed as still as I could. So they'd have to just keep banging and banging and banging to make me react. And then I, I just wouldn't – just lie there really still. And then they shine the light and try and shine it in my eyes. I'm like, anyway, wow. so that went all night. So like I said, every hour. So at some point I pushed the buzzer and I was like, this is torture. You can't do this to me. Just leave me alone. And they bang, bang, same. So and then they woke me up about quarter to seven in the morning. Same thing. Bang, bang. You know, it's like it's morning. Come on. So it's not like anyway. it's not like you were on a suicide watch or anything like that, where they had to check on you every fifteen minutes. It was just basically harassment straight out. Yeah, it felt like that. And but when I said in the morning when they did the change of shift at quarter to seven, I said, well, "What was that all about? Like that's just torture. That's sleep deprivation torture. It's ridiculous." And they went, "Oh, that's to make sure you're alive." I'm like, "Well, you took all the stuff that I could kill myself with, so of course I'm alive." And, yeah, and, anyway, and that, they, just, and that, they could just smirk. That's ridiculous. You, you, you could kill yourself one minute after they've done the first lot of banging, and they won't discover you for another hour. But hard to bring you back then. So that's no, that's stupid. That was a lie. I know, I know, I know. It's stupid. So they're checking to make sure you're alive. <sighs> but because I was lying so still, I thought, how could they tell? Yeah. Anyway. I survived the night, and and actually, I got quite a quite a good bit of sleep. Have, have you have you had? I'll oh, say so you actually got some. Have you had an oh, have yeah. you had yeah, yeah. today? Trained, I've trained. No, <laughs> it's been full on. People have been texting and calling, and you know, it's been it's been full on. So, um, lots of support, just so much support, That's brilliant. And, and and that feels really good because I know that it's pretty crazy out there. And but Kiwis, look, I had a um, Facebook message from someone who disowned me. You know, last year when this whole covid lockdown thing happened yeah. and and i got a little message going um i think you might be on to something with this whole covid thing oh a bit late <laughs> than never eh? yeah well she was the one going everyone has to stay home and you know we could all die and yeah. i'm like no honey we're not gonna die yeah. like this is just a crock yeah. this is just a story that we're being fed just don't take it seriously 100%. and she was just hysterical with fear and this is this is none of this makes sense because it's just a fear mongering to the point that people can't even think straight. Yeah. 
and you know losing friends and family members anyway that's beside the point so we ended up in court we went to Korti and they um you know that's weird going to courts we had never done it before um and I he said okay well you're gonna have to sign to get out sign that sign the bail form and I said I will be signing it under duress and he said I don't care how you sign it just sign it because you see what they would do otherwise would be send me to prison in Rotorua until COVID lockdown is over which could be anywhere between three days and three weeks or longer and and I was like, well, I think I've proven my point. And what I've got is the is a court date, yeah. which is what we needed. And so ne Sue needs that court date so that she can get these discovery documents. So she's been trying to get these documents for months. And the only way we could really do it is through a court case. So to be honest, I'm actually surprised they arrested me. And I think that's why they were so desperate to get me out of the cells in the end. Um, because they were trying to get me out. I just refused their <laughs> offer. <Yeah. laughs> You're like an unwanted guest. You want to leave your house. And it's like, get out, will you? No, I'm staying. No, I'm staying now. Yeah. I'm staying. You got me here. So they couldn't, yeah, they, and Sue's still concerned that they will back out of it um, because there's so much discovery documents required. Oh, exactly. Uh, that, uh, and and that, will, that will prove that, you know, whether it's just simply fulfilling your bill of rights you know the bill of rights our right to move our right to protest um our right to stand on the earth whatever yeah. so um and and the fact that the 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 government what was a no reaction really you know their own laws say that it has to be oh, what's the i think you probably read it more recently than i have um it has to be a, a is a word. Sorry, I didn't get quite enough sleep That's last fine. night. Um, it can't be an overreaction. Is the, there's a better word than that, but I can't remember. So, um, you know, and that's the, um, you know, that's in their act. So they're acting illegally. That's right. They're acting, they're not following their own rules, so we know that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we just have to keep uh, protesting that. Otherwise, we're going to end up without without any rights at all. Oh, that's happening. That's definitely happening. Well, thank you very much for coming. We will let you get some well-deserved sleep. Just switch off that phone now that we've had you on. I don't really care about anyone else now. They can just wait to have you until tomorrow. Oh, hey, thanks, uh, Kelvin. It was really lovely to talk to you tonight. And, and you're a legend. You're a true legend, just like the others who uh, stood down there in uh, Tauranga. It was, uh, you know, you, yeah. uh, today to Roy and Sue, all the able-bodied gangster males out there puff their chests out, you know, thinking they're all that in a bag it's, of chips. Where were they? No, it's too – it's honestly, it is too hard. I mean, if my husband got stuck – I mean, he was there with us, but they didn't – they were looking for the troublemakers. <laughs> you were number one on the list. <laughs> and he was there, and they weren't interested in him. Yeah. And look, and I'll tell you one thing. So he got chatting. He got chatting to the police – so, so when I was arrested, there was like let's say ten policemen came out. But as that, as I was going in, they had forty to fifty policemen came running out onto the street. Wow! So they were all in there waiting. Obviously, waiting for a mass protest. Police. I don't know what they were waiting for, but but one started talking to my husband because I had the car keys, so Grant couldn't go anywhere, and he said, "Well, there's a lot of us in this." 
in Tauranga Police Station who are not happy with what's going on, and there's a lot of us in here who are not taking the jab. Maybe they need to stand up. But we're not just doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for all of those people who who can't. And, you know, I need my husband to be able to go to work. Yeah. And... You know, and and there was another friend who would have been there, and he said, "Oh, look, I would have just ended up in jail." So, we we are the ones actually to take the heat because we're probably you know the middle aged women, um, sadly, um, are probably the ones who can take it the most. The, yeah, so, they're the ones who can handle it. So, one more question before we let you go: Did they socially distance in the police station? And did they have no, masks they're all on? over the show. Yeah. They will have their masks on, though. They look ridiculous. And 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 will this? Will, will you succumb to the fear, and will you now be a good girl and stop protesting? Um, I if I don't. So the bond, the bail, is that I have to obey the COVID health response laws. Otherwise, they will pop me in jail and won't let me out. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm up for that. And I also don't know if it's what we need to do because we have this court. We've done what we needed to do. We've got the ability to do this discovery. And, and I'll let Sue tell you about that because that's out of my price, you know, my pay, pay, pay rate. rate. Um, so there, there will, we'll still get the outcome that we want without me being locked up for the next few months. We will... Are you, are you allowed to leave your home and, and actually go on the internet? Well, you're on the yep. internet now, aren't you? Because yeah, you're talking yeah. to no, us. Yeah, I can so, do anything. <laughs> so that's good because some of the others aren't allowed to leave their home or have access to the internet. So that's pretty interesting. I'll have to find out more about that as to why. Yeah. Well, I suspect I'm just low. I'm just small fry. So, and that suits me. Fly, fly under the radar. Excellent. Well, thank you, Tracy. It has been a pleasure. Right. And uh, we'll guess we'll see what comes next with the case. And we'll keep following the story. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Kelvin. Good night. Okay, Jacinda Ardern, you haven't been tested on these sorts of trust issues that Bill English has been confronted with, but if you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Different people now say Jacinda Ardern told them that Donald Trump mistook her for the wife of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It sounds a trifling matter. Did you tell people that Donald Trump mistook you? I told people that, yes, someone had observed that I'd been mistaken. But that's not the story they gave us. They didn't say someone got it wrong and thought accidentally that Jacinda Ardern had been mistaken. <laughs> they said, no, no, they said Jacinda Ardern was mistaken and Jacinda Ardern told us that she was mistaken by Donald Trump. And it's quite complicated. It's not, but it's not, it's not, it's actually not. Okay. Did you say to Tom Sainsbury that, just, that, that Donald Trump mistook you for Justin Trudeau's wife? I gave him a short version, which was in behind the scenes at the Music Awards. I know. What was the short version? The shortened version was that, that there was some confusion over who I was, observed by someone else. I believe I told him the full story. You believe you did? I believe Two I did. Two people now say that you told them <laughs> that you were mistaken by Donald Trump. I know this seems like a trifling matter, but what I'm suggesting is that and now that you are a world leader, all of these little things can, can blow up to be big. And if, and if you are giving something that is not the entire truth... It can confuse people. No, I'm sharing, I'm sharing this story here. Did you say that that confusion was someone else's confusion or did you imply that it was Donald Trump's confusion? I said there was confusion over who I was.
We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Up next, we have Napoleon Bush. <clears throat> we will play uh, a video of his, and then we'll go into his interview straight after that because all these were pre-recorded uh, not long ago. Um, just so they didn't clash and we could get the sound right. And you notice we caught the sound right at the beginning, which was good. But let's update on the uh, government figures. Now, as of today, or last, yeah, today, it was 36 border cases and 19 in the community of this Delta variant. Remember, this variant is more contagious than COVID-19. More contagious again than the UK variant. And uh, sooner or later, you'll probably get another Greek alphabet letter like, I don't know, gamma or beta, that will be even more contagious still. Tell me, ask yourself a question. When did all these variants start popping up? Could it have been when they started this max vaccination rollout? I bet you it was. So let's see. And I told you from the beginning, it'll be these jabs that drive any pandemic out there. And that will be the thing that causes the problem. Problem, reaction, solution. Create fear, instill it in the community, have them race off to be protected from a phantom menace, get the jab, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Your body starts attacking itself, viruses everywhere, and you have pandemonium. There we go. So let's um, go straight to... And by the way, all these cases, no deaths. No deaths at all. Now, this is the... um, Completely devastating disease that's sweeping the earth like a plague, like a, like a wind shift, and um, no one's dying. Let that percolate for a moment. Okay, now we've done that. We've made our coffee in our head. Let's have a look at what happened to Napoleon Bush. Now, when we go there, when we go there, you will see he gets a little bit uh, passionate because he has a damn right to be. So we are going to play his video, then straight to his interview, and I'll see you back after that. Okay, guys, Napoleon Bush speaking again. Now, we've, we're here at the Waiuku New World, and we've been uh, talking to a few people at the car park here. Can you get into your car? And no, I can't. No, I can't. I'm calling the police. You're going to call the police, and why would that be? Because we're in lockdown level four, sir, you are required to stay at home unless you are getting groceries. You are not getting groceries. Uh, no, we're. Therefore, I'm calling the police. You have yeah, to call the, uh, call the property. Call the police. I'm That's fine. I'm legally and lawfully. You have no right driving my vehicle phone. around my my country as I'm allowed to under the you New Zealand Bill of car. Rights. Hang on a minute. No, I'm just I'm just here. Not. I'm not having an argument Get with you. Get out. I'm, no. I'm allowed to legally no, drive around my town and my country, okay? Thank you very much. So you're going to call the cops for what reason? Please tell, please tell New Zealand why you're calling the police on it. Oh, there's plenty of room. Plenty of room. Well, I would be, I would be circulating if this lady hadn't come and accosted me and abused me. Thank you. Okay. Police, please. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. You can do, do your own thing. Thank you. Right, there you go. We've got New World. Maybe we'd like to not go to New World anymore. If you want to die, there'll be plenty of people you have to kill you. 99.75% of people will not die from COVID-19. It's only 12,500 people that need support in New Zealand. And we want to give those people the support they need. But Jacinda Ardern has not modified her approach for 19 months. She is destroying the New Zealand economy. She is destro- destroying small businesses that people have put decades and generations into building. And she's 
she's conducting state terrorism. 19 months of, of a campaign of fear and intimidation through the media. And now, with the police being her enforcers, she is threatening people with violence and sanction. Those are the two main things that require state terrorism. Jacinda Ardern is a state terrorist. Jacinda Ardern is campaigning, is undertaking a campaign of state terrorism on the New Zealand public. This is now a political operation. It's no longer a medical emergency. Rightio, I think I've said my piece. I'm not going to uh, take it any further. But uh, here we are, New World. They don't even want you to express your your free speech by just driving your vehicle. Thank you. Hi guys, Napoleon Bush here again. Number eight, one man protest. Here on the outskirts of uh, Waiuku, Glenbrook Road. It's got a good spot here. Some signs set up. Things are getting uh, a little bit crazy out there. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, just been, uh, I thought on the way here, before I set my signs up, I'd drive around the main street of Waiuku and uh, drove around the car park in the New World here, the only supermarket here. And here we go, we've got some uh, boys in blue turning up, we'll just see what they, they want to stop. Looks like they might be. Here they're waving at me, all good. Oh, we'll just keep videoing, eh? Here we go, we'll have, let's see what they have to say. Because, if you have a look at my telegraph, um, channel, you'll see the altercation between the, uh, the manager or something. <coughs> we just, yeah, here we go. Getting a lot of toots. How are we going? Hi. How can we help? Hey. How can we help? Uh, well, New World didn't want you there on the airplace, so they've got the uh, trespass notice for you for not to go back there for two years. Two years with, yeah, no, two with years. no with no food. So that's your trespass notice there, okay? Do you want it? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, so oh, it's, it's all right. It's served on you now, okay? So for two years you can't get back there from today. Right. So so that's from driving my trailer around. Yeah. They, apparently you caused some problems there today. And they no, I was I was she she got in front of me and she yeah. stopped me from from uh, driving. Yeah, right. So, so they don't want you back there for two years. So that's that's served on you now, okay? Okay. Nicholas, oh, okay. With the radio. But hang on, hang on a second. And this is quite serious stuff because that's the the only place to buy food in Waiuku. Oh, there's another place. It's a super value, isn't there? But anyway. Yeah, but. I was I was just driving around there. She came and and got in front of my car and stopped me and accosted me. Okay. So I was just driving around, doing my own thing in my own vehicle, right? So, what, what? How can she? Is it now the law in New Zealand where you can say you can't buy food because well, can, of COVID nineteen and social credit who, scores? They can decide and who can be there and who can't be really, but just by your behaviour there, they didn't want you there. It sounds to me like that they were justified. They oh, don't, well, so, you weren't there. So that's your trespass notice there, okay? It was there just the for two years. So just no, don't go, no, just don't that's go back not there or to the car. Uh, unfortunately, so sorry, what's your name? What's your name? I'm Sergeant Dean Burrell from the Waikou Police. And yeah. your number, please? Dean 293. Yeah, and who's the yeah. other bloke over there? Well, I don't know if you know, but it's just Yeah. Yeah, well. So do you understand if it's served on you? No, it's not acceptable yeah. because people need to, to eat. Well, if you go back there tomorrow, 
you could be arrested, okay? Well, I will probably have to because I have to. I have to eat, okay? Well, make that. Think about it. So no, no, you you guys think about what you're doing. Quite simple. See, can you read my T-shirt? Can you read my T-shirt? What's happening in New Zealand is a campaign of fear and intimidation, and now threats of violence and removing food from people, okay? Right. And you are acting as the enforcers. You are acting as the terrorists, okay? The definition of terrorism. Do you know the definition of terrorism? No, I'm sure, I tell you. I don't want to get in an argument with you, Nicholas, about No, this but it's not a... Well, you supporting <laughs> your right to protest. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, but you can't do it on other people's So, but you're telling me, right you're, you, and you're going to come and arrest me if I go back to buy food there. You, you could be arrested if you go back there. You'll be breaking Well, you're just right? telling me I'm going to be arrested. Right. Did you hear that, New Zealand? Did you hear that, New Zealand? We're now going to be arrested. So just think about it or go somewhere else. The authoritarians don't agree with what you're saying. Thank you. Okay. Well, did you? Why did you join the police force? Tell me. Look, I don't tell New Zealand you, I don't why you don't. No, seriously. I tell New Zealand why you. Yep, exactly. Okay. What about my right? To, what about my right Take to? Um, and have a good read of it, okay? What about my okay. right to I'm eat? Down, what about my right to eat? No, okay. well, there we have it, guys. This is where it's all going. You're being slowly corralled, slowly conditioned, and some sort of, well, the, the prelude to a social credit score where the police come and threaten you with, um, you know, trespass, trespass notices, right? Trespass notices for what? For driving around with my sign. Stop the, the rise of bureaucratic socialist tyranny, which is what we've got. All right, thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Oh, come on, come on, New Zealand. You've got to stand up to this. Come on. Holy crap. Oh, Jesus. Okay, see you later. Bye. Okay, uh, welcome back to Kalispin. Uh, joining me via Skype is our Wauku warrior. That's Napoleon Bush. He has had a running with the law today like a lot of people seem to be doing there seems to be a hunting party out there for all these um people as you guys saw on the videos um so what we're going to do is we're going to get straight to the man himself and we're going to ask him napoleon what the hell is going on and what are your thoughts on it oh well well thanks calvin thanks for having me on tonight um yeah i was, I was just going to let it uh digest overnight but no i think um we've got to we've got to got to get it out there um and sort of tell people about the implications of what actually happened today it was uh yeah it's um sort of what actually happened well these um as i've been saying this for months right the health and safety at work act is going to be used against the public of new zealand right this is their this is their main weapon right 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 from um in your workplace but also for uh, enforcing or e even us talking about this tonight, even this, it, it, this will put a chilling effect on people's um, ability or a willingness to actually push the boundaries. Or I can't believe we're here. I can't actually believe we're here because this is, you know, I don't know if, if you haven't, if you guys haven't seen the videos this afternoon, right? I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a back. How, we just, happens? we, we, we just played them, so carry on. We just played them, okay, sorry. Yep, okay, so you see, everyone know, probably, hopefully everyone's seen what, what happened, right? So, um, yeah, so this um, lady, I call her the, 
the boss level, Karen, uh, she was emboldened. She's been emboldened. Um, she's, I, I think, been told by the New Zealand police uh, that if she lets anyone into her workplace without a mask on and creates a hazard, because uh, as we know under the Health and Safety at Work Act, all PCUBs, persons conducting a business unit, must identify and manage and reduce all hazards. So with this 18 months of um, propaganda and information terrorism and the, the, the absolute fear they've induced into a, oh, I hope, I'm not going to say majority, I'm going to say a portion of the New Zealand public, she now feels that she has to take the authority. And so she saw me driving around her car park, which we, you know, it's a car park, and I think that New World owned that car park, but she bowled on over to me, stopped my car, and... Put Napoleon on full screen so people can actually hear him. Am I speaking up enough? Am I? No, you're, you're doing well. I just want you on full screen so people can actually focus on you instead of okay. you know, getting distracted yep. well, by my awesomeness. You saw what happened, and she was... That was it. She's going to stop me, and she is ringing the cops because I was a hazard, and I was... You know, she thought that she was the authority, right? And, yep. you know, and you saw what I said, and I think I got it spot on, is that Jacinda Ardern has not modified her approach to COVID-19 at the beginning. I think a lot of people were on board, and most people were on board because we didn't know what we're dealing with. We've 18 to 19 months of, uh, of analysis on COVID-19, and now they're trying to tell you about uh, some made-up marketing name called Delta. Well, we all know that hundreds of millions of people have got COVID-19, and there will be multiple thousands of variants out there. Not one Delta, there'll be multiple thousands. And let's be honest, the PCR test cannot distinguish between a flu or a COVID virus. So how the... I can't swear. Yep. <laughs> can I swear? <laughs> How the hell uh, can they say that this is a delta and we're, you know, it's a total crock of shit, just quietly. And, you know, so I, you know, civil disobedience, I'm taking it on myself to be a one man, as as I, I'm a, I've, I've coined the phrase, uh, be courageous. Hmm. Be courageous, you know, and um, get out. No, you're doing, you've, you've, you've done well. So basically, you've got trespassed from. Well, yeah. So I've got this piece of paper. Yeah, I want here. him to say that. I'll, I'll hold this up. I don't know if people can see it. People in my ear. No, we can't see that actually because your back screen That's has uh, made that disappear. This is the first Skype we've done, okay? So we don't, we'll, we'll figure you're it out well. at the time. Um, so, yep. So. The implications of what happened today, right? Yep. If you say any, just imagine if you say anything at the medical centre, right? Because I've had a lady say something to me that was um, almost a threat to say if you do, if you say anything else, we will, um, you won't be allowed to come to the medical centre, right? So yep. this is the legislation that they're going to use to silence you, right? So I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was driving. You saw, did you see the first um, the video of me driving my car? Yep. Okay, I was driving a 10K. I was driving very slowly. I was just talking into my phone. 
and people were waving and waving back and that sort of thing. And one one Maori bloke, he stopped me and said, oh, look, I want one of your, your T-shirts. How can I get one of your T-shirts? And um, then once I turned around to get going again, this woman had got in front of my car and, uh, you know, we were, we were stopped. And um, you know, that she saw me hopping out of the car. The next the next video was me hopping out of the car. And, uh, you know, I uh, didn't really want to interact with her. But in the end, I decided, okay, this is an opportunity to uh, tell a few people that um, – Jacinda Ardern has not changed her her approach, even after 19 months, right? And we know that only 12,500 people, if everyone got COVID tomorrow, 12,500 people would drop dead. 12,500 people would drop dead, sorry. That's assuming, of course, that everything they say is right. You know, so we've got a very, very, very low case fatality, less than the, the annual flu, right? And, but they are destroying everything. Our small businesses, right? And as I said in the video, decades and generations of, of small businesses are being just turned off. They're just being turned off. What has Jacinda Ardern ever? Built? She's created nothing of value. She has built sweet fuck all. I, I, I won't. I'll, I'll be blunt. She's built sweet fuck all. And you know how much this last lockdown is costing New Zealand? I don't know, but it's in the fucking billions. It's, yep. I, I reckon if you just add it up, right? I'm going to get upset now. <laughs> I'm passionate about hey, it. You, 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 you have a damn right to be upset. Why the I, – I, it, it's enough. People need to get passionate. People need to get upset and speak up. And that's what I did today, Right. Yeah, you did. In the in the clearest possible way I could, right? I wasn't a, I wasn't threatening anyone. All I said was that this is going to kill businesses. This is we last month we had school holidays. Probably a lot of small businesses made a loss. This month we've got a lockdown halfway through the month. That will probably also mean that a lot of small businesses make a loss. If and I suspect she will, this lockdown goes for six weeks till the end of next month, that means that there will be three, three months of loss-making for small businesses after the last 18, 19 months of, you know, what what we've experienced in our business environment in New Zealand, that's going to absolutely destroy many, many, many small businesses and people are going to lose their jobs. They won't be able to pay their mortgages. For what? For a couple of... A couple of people with the with with a um a cold. We're yeah. going to have to live with this. We're going to have to. We could do a Sweden easily. We could do a Sweden easily. We've got the perfect environment. We've got a hard border, right? Yeah. What she should have been doing is making sure she had all the treatments ready to go, right? Treatments and techniques that when someone gets comes down with this or looks like they're going to come down with it and they're in the vulnerable group of 12,000 or if we had a factor of safety of 10, say, that's a nice big one, factor of safety of 10, 120,000, the most vulnerable people, if they looked like they were going to come down, you you wrap around them, you know? Yep, you wrap exactly. around those people and <clears throat> then we wouldn't have to lock down, right? And we'd all gain natural immunity. And over the next two or three years, our country... It could 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 live with this and become 
immune and have natural herd immunity. And you know what the the, the WHO they've actually changed the the definition of herd immunity to to only allow only talk about 80, 60 or 70, 80 percent vaccination rate where herd immunity in the past used to be where enough of the population had obtained immunity, whether it was through vaccination or natural um, recovery from the, um, the illness. Absolutely. And so, so we were... yeah, I'll, okay. I'll let you ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a... I'm Thanks a for that. Hey, look, I don't, I don't mind people taking the show because then they take the um, double screen off and I can sit here, I can drink my V that you can't see um, and all that sort of stuff. But I know you put a lot of stuff on your on your Telegram channel. And, and uh, so I think it's better that we direct people yes. to what you are writing and your Telegram channel. So it's Napoleon Bush is, your, is the one you're putting out on you? Yep, Napoleon Bush. I've also got the YouTube, but... Um, you know, we all know that that's going to get um, taken down at some stage. So I don't yep. know whether it's this afternoon. Who knows what's what's enough for them, right? Is yep. you know, is talking to the cops and telling them that they're terrorists is that enough? No, it's know? actually it, it will never be enough because. But hey, just let me say one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally vindicated today. You see, I've got the t-shirt on, right? Yep. Yes, you have. There it is. There. Oh, it's actually a sweatshirt, a new model. Uh, just turned up yesterday. Um, uh, COVID nineteen is state terrorism. So what did we have today? Oh, it's 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 inf- it's unfolding, and it's, once it's again, totally the, the loonies are, are now right. You've got the police threatening me or telling me I can't buy food. Isn't it, that's a form of violence, right? I can't go to the only only bloody uh, supermarket that is. Um, you know the deep, the, the proper supermarket in my town. Yeah, that is. Never mind the the mum and dad grocer down the road can't open. That's right. There's one other, but he, and he's a he's a uh, Indian bloke. And I'm well, I'll be sure he, if you're in Waikiki and listening to this, go to the Indian grocer because what you've got with New World is a multinational. The o- the only business really allowed to open. Oh, the only business that's allowed to open in. Um, in Waikiki, right? Multinational, right? So all the other ones are going bust. Yeah. The butchers are going bust. They can't do anything, right? Yeah. What's going to happen? This is just going to continue and t- continue and t- continue until all those businesses are gone. Yeah, it's going to happen. Well, that's, that's the plan. The whole plan is to, de- to centralise everything. That's what, it's, they're turning the economy off. They're, they're, they're destroying the economy. These, I, I, oh, okay. I actually thought that uh, globalism was going to be global communism, but I was wrong. G- globalism is going to be private and public partnerships. Those PPP things that Helen Clark and John Key always talked about. PPP, private. Public um, partnerships. Partnerships, right? Private partners, um, right? And what the hell are they? Those are the government and large multinationals coming together. That's fascism. That's massive corporations. These are the only... only that is your new world order. The new world order, the Great Reset. Yep. So these are the only businesses that are going to be able to manage or sustain themselves with the, the Health and Safety at Work Act 2015, the yep. co- the 
climate change rubbish and all, all the other council regulations. Everyone else is, you know, going to be, it's going to be too much paperwork, too much overhead, right? So what's fascist, what, what is fascism? Who are, the, who are the most main fascists? The Italians? Mussolini? No, Hitler. Jacinda. Well, Jacinda's a Nazi. There you go. If it's going to be a fascist dictatorship, which it well, have we got a dictatorship now? Okay. We have. It's a parliamentary dictatorship because it's ruled under assumed parliamentary sovereignty. The the COVID health response bill, or whatever they want to bloody well call it, violates all individual rights and it's freedoms. Destroy it's it's cancelled the New Zealand Bill of Rights. Yeah. Well, we just found out today. Not even allowed to drive around in my own car. Not allowed to, you know, um, have free speech. Yep, that's right. Except here, except here on Counterspin. Well, we're going to, there's a bastion, the bastion of free speech, Counterspin. That's um, right. We'll try and keep it going. And, um, For as long as we can. You know, the, the implications of what happened today, I just, I just, I just, it's terrible because they've shown their hand. Yep. Mate, you're you're an absolute hero, and you've done well. You've you've done one man protest because you didn't buy into the group think where a lot of people are pushing. Well, crap, it doesn't really matter to be honest. We're arguing yep. issue over issues of no real importance. But you're a legend. Well, I want everyone to go to Napoleon Bush's um, Telegram account. He puts his stuff up there so you can see it. So as he does something wild and crazy, the little Waiuku warrior, he will have well, it up there. You tell them about me pulling over the cop. Just like, just go and watch the video of when he pulled over a police officer. We actually uh, played it on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. You need to catch up, Napoleon, and actually start watching. You know what I mean? I bet you will now because you're on it. That's right. Surprised yeah. you didn't do last time because you were on it. Well, I was trying to work anyway, out we're... Skype tonight, and um, you know, it's, it, it works. But I'll get, I've got a decent camera. Next time we come on, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking a bit less washed out or, you know, um, and all the rest of it. But, uh, uh, yeah. No, you're looking good, mate. mate. You know, you're looking no, good. No, you've got to get the word out because yeah. Kiwis wake up. Kiwis wake up. Oh, we're They're trying. destroying our economy. We you know, we'll, we'll see you on the weekend on Saturday, you know, and um, I'm going to stand up. I've got some really good ideas about what I'm going to say. And, uh, um, you, or do you think, well... Mate, the plods will be there. We all know they're going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to, they're going to have their moves pre-designed. They've got the people they're going to go after. So anyone who's uh, looking at exercising... In the central Auckland area, maybe around AT Square, about midday or something like that, and nothing's stopping you being able to walk in your little bubble, continuously walk around the square, ambling around, you know, keeping your little distancing because somehow these things know how to stop when you stand on stickers. Um, they, you don't get infected or they hang around in the air. These are meant to be aerosols things. How are you going to have them hang around the air you walk into them? It's just dumb, bloody stupid. And where's all the homeless people? Hey. Oh, yeah. Where are Cured. all the dead homeless people? Yep. Where are all the dead homeless people? No, homeless there's people no, died, but no the police have been picking people. up and putting them in the city mission and all that sort of stuff. That's where okay. they've been trying so to hide them. Another, another, I, I, if you don't, not, you guys don't know, you know how many people have gone into hospital in New Zealand in the last 18 months? How much? So 128 people. Wow, Only that's amazing. 128 people. Now, we looked, I looked We're going to go in a minute, mate. We're running up against time, so okay. make it fast. I looked up in March. Two of those blokes were in their 80s. Like, yep. everyone, like, I had this other Karen today. She was so pissed off at me. You're going to kill everyone. COVID is not a death sentence. Tell people that. Yeah. Oh, we're, 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 
99.8% survival rate of this. Yeah, but look, again, this is the, 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 the problem we have with our thought on our side as well. One minute you're saying it doesn't exist, and then you're saying, but COVID has a survival rate of. Which one is it? You see what I mean? Well, it either doesn't well, exist or it has a survival rate. You can't have both. This is the, what they've created on our side. They've made people take one position, ignoring that the counter position that they're also taking isn't diametrically opposed to their former one. How well, dumb is that? So, yeah, I, make you know, make I, your choice. What I, I, is it? I suppose, I suppose Never I'm, been isolated, remember, from any patient anywhere in the world. So until it is, COVID doesn't exist. Okay. Well, that, well maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I think I've just tried to sort of at least, you know, Put a feeler of yeah. yeah. I'm not a crazy, you know. I do, ex- you know, because if you say to these these people that have bought into it for for 19 months, yeah, and you say that doesn't exist, then you know, it, at least I'm trying to sort of, you know, give them slowly a little- work them <laughs> to reality. Yeah, Let you guys go and. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's Napoleon Bush, our, our Waiuku warrior. Go right. find him oh, on oh. Telegram. Napoleon Can we say Bush. One more thing, please. Before you better you make it fast because you're actually getting, you're actually taking liberties now. I give you an inch and you just took a damn while. Okay, so Are you working for the Labour Party? Seriously. Are you part of Jacinda's go mob? Sorry. Go. Are you part of Jacinda's oh. mob trying to take liberties? And just look, the cops were fine with me today. Get us bloody sign. Go to your corner. Wave it around. You know, by yourself. They can't arrest you if you're just doing it by yourself. Or you're right. exercising. You're exercising. You're doing it by yourself. They can't get you, and you're showing other people courage. Brilliant. Now, we'll quickly cut you off before you say anything else, and we'll come back to you again. We'll bring... I'll come back next week. The one-man protest. That's Napoleon Bush. I'll tell you what, he does it well. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you again shortly. See ya. Bye. Thank bye. You, mate. Bye. And that, as you can see, was quite an impassioned um, interview, and, one, and rightfully so, because he has a lot to... Um, He's a lot to say because he, he has a lot of experience of um, trying to stand up. And he usually does it alone. Um, there's one man who's actually got a drive behind him to try and change things. Um, Jerry Carey. Remember this name. He's a volunteer firefighter of at least eight years. This is a man who doesn't get paid to help people or attend accidents on the road and cut people out of vehicles and save your house. And yet he too is a man that can get treated like a leper. I want you to think about that and the type of things that these emergency service people who volunteer their time actually do for us and how this sort of thing can happen to them. Are you telling me that I need to show you my exemption, which is between me and my doctor? You are. And you're telling me that these people here do not have to let me in? That's That's called discrimination? They They have a right to exclude you from going into the shop. No, that's actually discrimination. Well, that, that's the rules, so. No, no, the rules isn't the law, John. The rules aren't the law. Can you come over here so other no, no, I need to get this for a record, John. Can you come over here so that other people can go in? I'm not stopping them from going in. Can, I need your name, please. I need your name, please, because I'm going to be filing a complaint. Can you tell me your name? My name's Lavina. Thank you, Lavina. And what's your surname? I'm not giving you my surname. Okay, and what's your name? I'm Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Thank you very much. Just just for the record, may I have your name as well, please? My name's Karen. Thank you, Karen. And you're with, you're, you're, you're with Caddy Caddy Police Station? Okay. And uh, this is... This is... Yeah, this is John Fitzgerald from Caddy Caddy Police Station. So just for the record, John, you're telling me that I'm not allowed in? 
it, no, just for, I need it. I need it for the record, John. Yeah, but rules aren't the law. Rules are not the law. The law is the law, and I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm not. I'm not breaking any rules. Do not come between the law. I, that's between me and my doctor. John is between me and my doctor. What you're doing here is committing a crime. You're preventing me from getting food. And this this guy is is discriminating against me. Well, I'm not near anybody. Well, I'm, hold on there. Let me see. I'm not social distancing. So there's nobody here that I'm social distancing with. I'm sorry, John, but I have to take this further. No, absolutely not. But what I'm saying is, you're preventing me from going in here. You're allowing them to break the law. I told them I had an exemption. They wanted to see it. It's between me and my doctor. The police actually allowed them to break the law. Well, there we go. It can happen to anyone at any time, and it's going to get worse. I don't know how many times we have to tell people it is going to get worse. And for some of you who are just waking up and cottoning on to the fact that this thing is like a steamroller that's just burying everything, you need to look into it faster. You need to catch up faster. Because unless we speak up with a united voice, no matter what color, race, or ideology you are, this is coming for you all. And once it comes for the first lot... The others will do nothing because it doesn't affect them, so they'd rather cower. Then, once that first lot, the fighters get taken out, it'll come for the next lot. And you will succumb because no one will come to your aid. And then it'll go to the next one until everyone has either been taken out or succumb. That's the way we're heading. Next up, we have um, a video because uh, three more, of course, got arrested in Christchurch. Um, Cole Chapman, Adam Nuttall, and... Actually, we'll let Carl Bromley uh, bring you up to speed on that. We're going to watch uh, the rest of Adam, and then we're going to go straight into the um, interview with Carl Bromley, and he'll bring you up to speed on what happened there. Back in the tick. Yeah, but they can't process us all. They can't arrest us all, and they can't process us all, bro. Really care about you, all, you know. We're all human, eh? We're all got families and stuff. We're all trying to do the right thing, mate. Hey. Yeah, mate. Here's um, Adam Nuttall getting arrested now. He's been arrested by the cops here for uh, exercising his right as the Kiwi to protest against this totalitarian government. The other cops are moving in. Cole Chapman's getting arrested as well. That's a shameful, just Absolutely shameful. It's inciting violence. Absolutely shameful. Gonna leave it here. Oh, got another person getting arrested here, number three. Woman. Tanga to Whenua. 
Lost for words, people. I'm lost for words. Lost for words. Very sad. Okay, this is Carl for Fonza Christchurch, New Zealand. I think the um, message will be made clear. Uh, more patriots arrested. Get lost for words. Where's it going to stop? When's it going to stop? Alright, this is uh, Carl signing off for now. Eight people arrested yesterday protesting. At least three here in Christchurch now. Handcuffed, taken away. It's political prisoners. Political prisoners. Because they're saying no to a totalitarian government. They're saying no to the human rights of New Zealanders being violated. Alright, you love lots. Stay safe, stay sane. Do what you can. What you feel comfortable and feel led to do. Kakitia no. God have mercy on New Zealand. Carl Bromley joins me now via Skype in Christchurch. Uh, we are pre-recording this and then we're going live to play them all anyway, so make sure no one's schedules um, change and we have to, of course, check the equipment and these calls. So everything is testing out and we are away. Okay, Carl, give me an update on, there's a lot of people wanting to know, what's happened to the people arrested in Christchurch? Have they been released and what else is going on in that area? Yeah, g'day, Kelvin. Hello, everyone. Uh, yes, it's been a uh, sobering, saddening type of day down here with these Patriots been arrested at the uh, protest here about 1 p.m. today. Um, so um, Adam, Nuttall, Kyle Chapman and Lavina were arrested for uh, apparently violating uh, COVID lockdown um, uh, legislation. And uh, so far, no release. Uh, we believe they're still being held in custody and will be uh, facing court charges uh, tomorrow morning. Well, that's interesting. Um, do you know what exactly what they've been charged with? Is, is it just violation of the act or well yeah i can tell you right here i think it Brilliant. was uh on here it's basically a violation of um the covid level lockdown here we go there's something here on the canterbury police here that says uh, they've been charged with failing to comply with a direction for a prohibition restriction and uh, that's the official um information on the christchurch police page on facebook should anyone look, look that up canterbury police and that comes under clause um, 666 of the Nazi regulations, I believe. <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds definitely sounds like that anyway. Yeah. It's amazing, um, Kelvin, the uh, response of the general public down here too. It's just, it, you know, it's just incredible how bewitched people are and the nasty comments that uh, were taking place. Uh, on the video, if you look at the video with the arrest, there, you can see a, um, a trumped-up uh, young police officer in blue assaulting Kyle Chapman, without, uh, unprovocated, just reaches out, pushes him. If anyone of you and I did that to someone, we'd be charged for assault. Yep, but, uh, absolutely. This guy's in a blue uniform, little upstart, and gets away with that. There'll be no consequences. Yep. And uh, we also had another man whose uh, name name is going to be uh, not named at this point, but he was also arrested later on in the afternoon and manhandled by four police and uh, left with um, you know injuries to his hands uh, for, um, for um, chalking outside the police station. And uh, so just it's just amazing. And, and behind the scenes, when he was in the cop shop, uh, he was being um, tormented and harassed. He said it was almost like a demonic thing where they were, you know, just, just tormenting him until he um, named the name of his lawyer. So 
it's just you know it's just uh, really grieves your heart to see what's happening in New Zealand, but also amongst this New Zealand police force, mate, just like foot soldiers for a totalitarian state. Jackboot thugs is what they've been turning out lately. Yeah. Yep. They know nothing of the real world. They've been indoctrinated in through their uh, police training, then they've been given a set of laws that they repeat ad nauseum when they're um, going up and violating everyone's rights and freedoms. Um, but we also have reports, like from Tracy Livingston, who there are policemen within the force who are not on board with this. The problem is, at the moment, maybe they feel isolated, like no one else, you know, they're outnumbered. Maybe they want to step out. What do you think is going to happen going forward? Because I've said it time and time again, almost ad nauseum, that this beast is coming whether people like it or not. It is a pre-planned agenda, it has its track to follow, and they are not going to derail that train. And there's no way we're going to be able to throw a few, you know, BB gun pallets at it and all that sort of stuff and hoping it's going to uh, change things or slow it down. It's coming like a juggernaut. So what do you think the end game is, and do you think there's a way to defeat it? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I've predicted this for a long time, Calvin, and said that, you know, we've, we've been uh, treated with kit gloves here in New Zealand for time, but our, our Melbourne uh, Gestapo-like uh, moments coming our way, and this is probably the, uh, the thinning, of, thinning end of the wedge. And, uh, you know, I mean, Jacinda Ardern, in my view, she's not in control. She's, she's uh, subservient to uh, UN uh, powers, at least globalist powers. She's doing as she's sold as a, um, as a puppet, so she's not interested in representing the New Zealand people, nor is she... Uh, I agree with you, going to do a turnaround and change things at all at any stage soon. I think this is going to play its course. This is the um, this is laying the foundation for this globalist, centralised, Marxist uh, kind of a government. And, uh, you know, this, the tough thing is, I think, Calvin, is uh, what would it take to change things? Uh, if, if we had enough Kiwis awake, uh, rather than being on and bowing down to this um, government idol, there might be a chance, but... Uh, you know, we had 10 protesters down here at the bridge today, 30 yesterday. Fantastic. Kudos to them. Yeah. But, you know, most of New Zealanders are, are bewitched. You know, that they're deluded. They're right on board. They're, they're praising the police for assaulting people and, uh, and uh, uh, keeping them all safe from this alleged um, deadly virus. Yeah, I, I honestly believe half of those people who do take the piss out of people who are trying to stand up for their rights and freedoms as well and actually trying to save their lives, uh, maybe they should just quickly run to get the jab. That way they can you know, be knocked off and we can get on with actually finding the real people standing and uh, join together and finally force a pushback because at the moment they're all digital noise. They're just polluting the airwaves with their, you know, their, their, their Marxist crap and um, have you seen, the left are so organised, aren't they? They come after you, and they, they have an attack vector, and they're not, they're, not, they're not releasing that. It's incredible. I mean, I think Jacinda Ardern, you're quite right. Um, she doesn't give, a, give a, 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 a crap about anyone. I was going to say a bit worse word. but um, And, and she, I think she, her Tavistock sister, oh, Helen, she's trying to follow her up the, um, up the rear to the um, UN, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, we used to, we used to have this uh, technique in family therapy when you'd you'd come to a thing called an impasse when you couldn't work through an issue with a family within family. It's called catastrophizing things, or um, I'm trying to think of the correct, correct word, but basically you escalate things into a crisis. And uh, perhaps just the way forward here, Kelvin, that things are going to have to really escalate into a crisis here before enough people wake up and there's an opportunity to actually do something constructive to make a difference. Perhaps people just got too easy in the thumbscrews. They've got to come on tight enough to uh, get under the skin of more Kiwis before anything's going to change. Otherwise, I think the prognosis is um, 
you know, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but uh, it's pretty poor. It is. No, it's right. If, if people watch Jamie McIntyre and um, Randy Drake yesterday, <clears throat> as well as what um, Sue was saying, as well as what uh, Tilata and uh, Roy were saying uh, on the show, they, they see, you know, this, this thing's just worse. I mean, they're, they're picking on our, on senior, on seniors. We're, we're all the men, you know what I mean, who are happy to jump on a plane and go overseas and mess with some other country's affairs under the guise of being military and liberating crap. Where are they in New Zealand? This is where your battle is. This is where your fight is. But what are you doing? Mm. You're sitting around doing two tenths of nothing, watching as if you're all that in a bag of chips. You know, it's just. What do you, what do, you, what do you think, Adam? Because I, I understand that the boys were hoping to get arrested. He tried to get arrested yesterday. Um, didn't work. So he went down. He knew sooner or later they would have to stop them, and he was pretty much prepared to be arrested today. Well, what's the outcome he's hoping for? Is he going like the others for discovery to make the government prove there is actually a crisis? Yeah, well, he's, he's certainly got his Christmas present he's after, I think, uh, Calvin. That's the opportunity to stand and appeal before a judge and put forth an argument. Um, not too sure what he's going to use as his argument there, uh, but uh, it's definitely something that he was punting for and hoping to get in front of a judge. I think Kyle was in a similar position as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on and uh, what argument uh, and approach he takes to it. Here's the problem I see with all this. Okay, arrest made. You have your first uh, determination at court. She like your your first appearance. You have your little pleas, or you okay? I'm going to see a lawyer first, and I'll come and plead later. And then the dates just get changed and changed and put off and put off and put off. By the time any of these see a resolution, the game is over. These can last a year, two years. Yeah. And I think we we don't have that long. No, no, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I just have the utmost respect for folks uh, who have put themselves out and they've been arrested. I thought I might get arrested myself today, but I uh, turned up uh, early to the protest and uh, the police are already engaging the uh, folks on the Bridge of Remembrance here. So I got to uh, do a lot of filming and posting on Facebook. But, look, I, um, I, I, to be honest, I don't know what's going to be achieved now by being arrested. I'm not too sure if that's going to be the... Uh, the uh, way forward or the most effective uh, tool to be using to change this around. Um, so, you know, uh, big question, where to from here? Is it, what, do we just continue to expose, build strong, tight communities, educate people? I'm not too sure, but I'm, I'm just not entirely sure that getting yourself a police record, being arrested, is necessarily the way that's going to beat the system. Given that, given that the judiciary system answers to the government, they don't give us stuff, uh, there's no real public opposition there's no right. mps are going to stand up and, and defend you in this government so yeah i'm not just so sure if that's if that's really going to be the most effective way to go but full respect and kudos for those who um, feel it is uh but you know i think um yeah i mean for me it's a time of reflection again after this uh level four lockdown and i actually think kelvin uh, this whole lockdown and this so-called short intense lockdown is it possibly not a way that they actually just wanted to extract the most foremost freedom fighters and, and actually uh, make an example of them? Perhaps this is part of the plan of this lockdown. Well, it could well be, but um, I don't know, mate. I, I, I can't see, and you're right, I can't see any legal challenge working. They've changed the rules to suit. We've seen that before. The, the government operates under assumed parliamentary sovereignty. What they say goes, and, and because they keep changing the laws, we can't keep up, and no lawyers can. I mean, if you've got, if you've got lawyers like Sue Gray are completely befuddled by what's actually happening, and the government doesn't obey their own laws anyway, and mm -hmm. when they've been found wanting, what happens? They turn around and they change the damn law. So you have a lawless government. You That's have right. an imposter government. It's not sure. even legitimate. We can prove this absolutely if we were in 
a fair, independent, uh, lawful body because you'll never get it through any courts that owe their very existence to the parliamentary legislation that created them to start with or birthed them. So, yeah, I, I, I have my own ideas of what will, need, what will be needed to change things in this country. I won't air that, of course. Uh, I suggest everyone download Wicker Me if you want to actually have any talks to each other. Set the stopwatch to two days, uh, but the burn on read to five minutes. Um, so you communicate that way. Don't communicate through anything that Facebook owns, anything that any of these other Silicon Valley people own. And um, that, to me, is your best way of communicating at this moment. For sure. Okay, buddy. So thanks very much for that. It was a good update, and uh, we'll keep following the progress. And um, <laughs> let's see what comes next. That's it. It's exciting times. Uh, thanks, Kelvin. All the best. Cheers, buddy. Great to have a cup, yeah. by the way. So there we have it. We are back live in the uh, studio with Counterspins, 2351 hours, nearing midnight. And then we'll be moving into the 20th, another day of lockdown. How ironic is this? Adam Nuttall and uh, Kyle Chapman and the other lady are arrested by the Bridge of Remembrance. Think on that for a moment. What was the Bridge of Remembrance for? Just like the epitaph up at One Tree, uh, up at the Auckland Domain, where we rally and we celebrate and observe and think about all those who gave their lives to keep from the front door what Jacinda Ardern and her socialist muppets are sneaking in the back. But now it's no longer in the back. They've already removed the protections at the front and that the gates are wide open and in it's coming. How disgusting is it that we sit back and we tell on our neighbours, we get on the phone in car parks like you saw with Napoleon Bush and you tell on someone. It's not like the guy just robbed the lady down the road and he's run off with a handbag, which would be a crime. He's driving a vehicle, you accost him, and then you want to go and tell on him. Those soldiers would be turning in their graves. And still, you do nothing. Still, you are ever ready to appease the government. Because they say, just like... In Nazi Germany, and for anyone who takes umbrage with us using um, references to Nazism, you may want to do a bit of historical research and how all this comes about. False flag first. The Reichstag. Blame someone else. New Zealand government and the rest of the world. COVID. To install fear. So you are ever ready to give up your rights and freedoms to be saved from something. A phantom menace, usually. Then they come in with either false flags or tell you for your own good, let's remove guns from society. Your only real way to protect yourself and your family. So when you go cap in hand and on your knees and say, please save us from the shit you just created to make me scared, to come and do the very thing I'm doing now, out of the drawer comes the preordained solution. We just so happen to know exactly how to save you, but all it's going to take is you give up your little rights and freedoms there for a bit of security. Where have we heard that before? And the reason we, we, we hear about 
uh, we talk about the Nazis, is because that's what's drummed into everyone's heads all the damn time. You don't hear about the Stalin stuff much. You don't hear about the Chairman Mao. You don't hear about Pol Pot in Cambodia. You don't hear about Rwanda. Remember, the UN used to use Rwanda, Rwanda as the as the as the reason why guns have to be banned. Do you all remember that? Probably not. Too busy dieting in on um, mainstream television. But they used the Rwanda incident as the reason why guns should be taken out of private citizens' hands or private people's hands, man and woman, whatever you want to term it, whatever fictitious creature or real one you want to talk about. Still a means of defence. But the funny thing about it is 80% of all those who were murdered were murdered by knives, machetes, hacked to pieces. Was there a worldwide crackdown on knives? Did you suddenly see the chef's houses getting raided? Sorry, you got too many knives, you might kill your neighbour? No. It was just guns. Because guns are the thing that can protect you. And of course a lot of you idiots will say, oh, but guns are bad, guns kill people. No, the intent of the user is what determines the right or wrong of that weapon. Here you go, see this pen? I could come and stab you in the throat and watch you bleed out on the ground. That would all of a sudden become a deadly weapon. But watch. There it is. Should we stare at that pen for a while? Do you think it's going to jump up off the table and come and stab you in the throat? No. Only if I do that. It's an inanimate object, just like a weapon is. Any weapon. Oh, Christ, it's like teaching bloody kindergarten. But my audience, the counterspin team of, what do you say, thousands and thousands, haven't got up to the team of five million yet, because a lot of those Muppets are still following the cultist leader, Jacinda. So... Now I want to watch. I want to bring in two more things because remember, this is all about a mask mandate. Um, the mask mandates are now gone down to twelve years old. I think if you're twelve years old up, you've got to wear a mask. But all of a sudden, if you're eleven, that's fine. Somehow the Delta variant just knows how to check ID as well. So it's just like right. I might infect. Oh no, I can't infect that person because they're eleven. So eleven-year-olds can't transmit, but twelve-year-olds can transmit, and masks will save you. Yet it's an aerosol. And when you breathe through your mask, the water droplet, which it rides on, apparently, is in the air. It doesn't go straight to the ground, it hangs. So you could be two metres apart when you're walking past someone, you're still going to go into that cloud. Do you see the stupidity of this narrative? Are you starting to get it yet? None of it makes sense. None of it at all. And on, I believe, the 22nd and a couple of days... The 90-day rollover for this act of what they're acting under, these emergency powers, needed to be rolled over again. And what the perfect opportunity, three or four days later, to suddenly have, although they started sewing it in your head and we told you they would, they suddenly had this deadly Delta variant. That's killed no one so far, by the way. It's just infecting a couple of people. One supposedly vaccinated. (laughs) This thing is coming to part at the seams. The narrative has fallen to pieces, and the only thing, making people realise that there's anything anywhere is the news. The only infection is media. So let's have a look at two videos, and then we'll come back before we uh, then go to Liz, and then to wrap up the show and go out on that. Back in a tick. The Medical Privacy Act, I don't need to show you that. Okay? And to stop me is a crime. It is a war crime. So I'm going to continue about my day. Have a talk about what? I'm, I'm going to film you. Okay. Um, hey, hey, two metres, mate. Come on, you're enforcing... 
You're, you're, the, one, you're the one that approached me. Um, I approached you. You yeah. said to come over here and have a talk. Yeah. You won't close. I'm not wearing a mask. Neither is my family. Okay. okay? And to deny us entry is a crime. Well, I'll call the police and make an assault. Call the police. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, a war crime act. You're going you're gonna to cause a lot of conflict? I'm you? not going to cause conflict. I was coming in here to go about my day. I just told you that I was medically exempt. So is my wife. Yep. You asked me to prove, I don't need to prove that to you. Okay, cool. Under a medical privacy act, I do not need to prove okay, that. So you can shopping and I make some phone calls? Call the place. Just make sure the uh, kids take most of the body, please. Call the place. Fine. That's fine. Oh, he's calling the police on us. So. Okay. We are exempt. Okay. Both her and I have asthma. I tried explaining that to this chap here, but he came off very standoffish. Um, he asked me to prove that to him via documentation. One, I don't have to under the Medical Privacy Act. Two, this was a snap lockdown and it's not like I could rush into the doctors and get paperwork to say so, okay, or else I would have. I don't want to cause a scene. I'm sure you guys have got better shit to do, but we will not be wearing a mask. We will continue. We are free people and it is a crime. What is a crime? It's a war crime, dude. Like, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like, what, what's the problem? We're not putting anyone else at risk, we're going about our business. We, we, you know. So it has been proven that people with asthma can wear masks easily? Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm also, okay. so hold on. Stage, at this um, stage, you don't want to, right? It's not, I don't want to. I you don't have to. No, you have to. No, I don't, who said? Is it a law? Yes. Stage, it's it not, is. it's a mandate. A mandate and a law are two different things. Right. So if you don't want to comply, you don't need it to leave. Right. And if I don't, so we're not going to be able to do shopping to feed our children I don't want to wear a mask. I, I am medically exempt. But no, this is this is police harassment. No, no, this is harassment. It is harassment. Yeah. So wear wear a mask. Just just comply and do as I'm told. Even though I'm medically exempt. I, I just told you I'm medically exempt. Yes, and I've just told you that, that yeah. even though you have asthma, Yeah. Can, can you show me that? Can, can I have a supervisor, please? I've asked for a supervisor. You, you, you have to comply. Okay. So, you can wear a mask, you can shopping. I don't, no. We're, we're medically exempt. You, you're, you're not listening. I'm going to require you to leave, otherwise, if you don't leave, we'll... Shall we go or shall I take this shit further? I'm sure you just want to get the picture. Yeah, we do, we do. And you guys are the ones here. No, but we've also got people in the Do you know what you guys are? You guys are Gestapo. Did you know that? No, this is exactly how the Nazis did it, mate. This is exactly how the Nazis did it. Yeah. Are you vaccinated, officer? Yeah. So, am I a threat to you? Am I a threat to you by not wearing a mask? I've been asked to, and I've, quite, I've politely declined. All right, th this shit is gonna blow Facebook up, mate. Like seriously. All right, let's go. Fuck these clowns. Yeah. There we go, babies. No food this week because the Gestapo. Gestapo said so. Wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. Why do I have to wear a mask? Because this is a COVID situation. There's no COVID situation. Prove it exists. I cannot do that physically, but no if you refuse can. to wear a mask, I'll trespass you from tomorrow I'll wear one. For the two government years. says. And if you still refuse to leave, I'll get the cops to come and remove well, you for me. For what? For refusing what our orders and our directions. Your orders? Who yep. the fuck are you? 
Your orders. Security. Is that right? Security supervisor. Is that right? Well, yep. give me a nappy. Give me a nappy. Against my will. By the way, it's going on YouTube. You're Sweet. going on Go YouTube. Ahead. Yep. And I will also advise you now, videoing people without their consent is also against the law. Well, no, it's not, is it? So if we see it on YouTube, oh, you well. will be sending police around to your place. Send them, buddy. Send them. Yep. See what they say. Okay, Jacinda, I do, and you haven't been tested on these sorts of trust issues that Bill English has been confronted with. But if you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Different people now say Jacinda Ardern told them that Donald Trump mistook her for the wife of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It sounds a trifling matter. Did you tell people that Donald Trump mistook you? I told people that, yes, someone had observed that I'd been mistaken. But that's not the story they gave us. They didn't say someone got it wrong and thought accidentally that Jacinda Ardern had been mistaken. <laughs> they said, no, no, they said Jacinda Ardern was mistaken and Jacinda Ardern told us that she was mistaken by Donald Trump. And it's quite complicated. It's, it's, not, I, it's, it's not, it's not, it's actually not. Okay. Did you say to Tom Sainsbury that, just, that, that Donald Trump mistook you for Justin Trudeau's wife? I gave him a short version, which was in behind the scenes at the Music Awards. I know. What was the short version? The shortened version was that, that there was some confusion over who I was. Observed by someone else. I believe I told him the full story. You believe you did? I believe Two I did. Two people now say that you told them <laughs> that you were mistaken by Donald Trump. I know this seems like a trifling matter, but what I'm suggesting is that and now that you are a world leader, all of these little things can, can blow up to be big. And if, and if you are giving something that is not the entire truth... It can confuse people. No, I'm sharing, I'm sharing this story here. Did you say that that confusion was someone else's confusion or did you imply that it was Donald Trump's confusion? I said there was confusion over who I was. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Well, they didn't say anything about um, seeing it on Calisman, did they? And we're not on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about that. We are only on GTV and Rumble Live. Right here, right now. Oh, look at that. We've just gone past the, the midnight hour. It's three minutes past 12. So, before we get to Liz, this isn't accounting, people. This isn't accounting. We count those who stood and those who didn't. And all those people, sometimes the tactics may not be agreeable to some of you, but, you know, we're all doing our bit to, so, to sort of stand against it. Now, there are vital people out there who can't get arrested because they've actually got bigger fish to fry and bigger plays in the background. I keep telling people, with this whole scenario, with this whole uh, psychological operation, that's exactly what it is. Look up definition of psychological operation and look at the back play. Okay, remove yourself from the immediate fish bowl. No longer be the fish. Jump out and be the aquarium owner so you can actually have a look at everything that's going on. Look at the back play. That's where you'll find the choreographed moves of what's coming next. That's how you, we were able to, outside TVNZ, when certain people got arrested, um, to, to call the plays. This is what they'll do next. This is what they'll do next. They'll then do that. They'll then do that. And everything played out exactly uh, like the playbook. The playbooks, they, they are always steadfast in implementing their plays in their playbook. Don't miss it. One thing I want to say also before we get on to Liz's interview, who will talk about trespass and things like that, and of course, as you know, I've got a lot to say. 
I think from now on, every Anzac Day, uh, where we gather, if they let you, I go anyway, I always violate to go there because I will not be told I can't honour the fallen. Um, in fact, I just don't lock down, I must admit. Uh, hence, we're here in Auckland. I live in Kama and Whangarei. But anyway, um, least we forget is now going to be replaced with, but we forgot. Because that's exactly what's happened. Everyone forgotten. All we do seem to do is play a pantomime. We go up and we go, oh, yes, oh, you're great people. All the old all the old diggers who are coming along, all the young ones standing there. These are the same people that the government will send off in a heartbeat to a foreign country to mess them up, to subjugate them, to liberate their resources. All because of some fat cats at the top want to rearrange the world to their liking. And that's exactly what's happening with this Great Reset. A centralized religion, a centralized administration, a centralized everything, every single thing you buy, sell, everything. This is real Mark of the Beast stuff. I'm not a religious guy, okay, in any way, shape, or form. I have a faith, but I'm not into this institutionalized crap or rubbish. I'd rather go straight to a source instead of this middleman stuff because this is what we're getting now. Government's the middleman to these creeps who are wanting to rule the world, whether you like it or not. That's exactly what's happening. I'm not buying into it, and I hope you don't buy into it either. So from now on, at least we forget Franzac Day is now, but we forgot. So if someone wants to do some T-shirts for that, I'm sure they will sell like hotcakes, better than the damn poppies. Because what are we actually celebrating? What are we actually observing? Who are we honouring? We're not honouring them. Because we let these fool politicians get up there and spout their bullshit every time we have an Anzac Day. Who the hell are they? And the Governor-General, it's a fake. The titular title only, nothing to do with the Queen. The government has, the Crown has nothing to do with the Queen. And we talk about 1649 in the next interview as well. That's significant. Look it up. It's online. British History Online on the own government website, 1649. From that day, Parliament was running the show, not the Queen. After Cromwell came over and the parliamentary forces and the Queen's for King's forces at the time went to battle, the King's forces lost. Parliamentary forces won. That's what brought about the 1649 Act, which states quite clearly no person should be able to declare themselves as king of the, um, of the UK, of, of England, Ireland, or the dominions thereof. It's all there. So from that day to this, it doesn't matter what treaties you signed, it doesn't matter what declarations you did, it means nothing. Because you'd, unless Parliament signed it off, over in the UK, it doesn't mean jack. That's why they've been able to get away with so much stuff. That's why, why the, the gameplay of splitting us down the middle and, and doing a pretend. That's why the 1975 Treaty of Waitangi Act is full of crap. It's again another Marxist revolution, play colour revolution, that makes us fight, fight each other for scraps that fall off the table of the banquet we should be sitting at. And we will buy into it. Because Why? Because it's so easy to divide. I go to someone and I say, hey, that clown over there, he doesn't like you. Straight away, that guy gets his back up. Then I go to that guy and say, guess what? That clown over there, he doesn't like you. Be careful. Then he gets his back up. And all of a sudden, those two are suspicious of each other. They start hating each other for no reason at all. And I sit back, wait till they fight. And while they're fighting in the middle here, I'm going around the back and I'm collecting all the riches. That's how it works. Wake up. Now let's get into the interview with Liz and see if she can't um, bring some more information. See you soon. Uh -huh.
Okay, we're starting again. Here we go. <laughs> and joining us now via Skype is Liz Lambert. Of course, you will remember her from various shows we've had. And um, she's going to now talk to us about different legal aspects like trespass. Liz, how are you, how are you going? And thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Kelvin. Yeah, now, give good. us a breakdown. Right. Well, I had a little question before. Um, people talking generally about trespass in terms of your relationship with the state or the Crown in, in that case. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, um, Faye, the um, question uh, was put to me because I think uh, um, at the moment I'm designing a new trespass order um, and it's going to be addressed to um, the COVID-19 response team individually, right, name them individually. Um, Blom Bloomfield's one of them. Um, you can find their names and um, their address, their office address, uh, on the COVID response. If you just um, Google in COVID uh, response team New Zealand, right? There's Bloomfield. There's um, uh, <coughs> what's her name? So, um, oh, what's her name? Du not Duncan. Anyway, they're all on there. Um, the usual spots. One one of them's Woodley. Right, yep. uh, used to work for um, telecom, I think that one did. But anyway, um, so the idea is, uh, how I got the idea was someone called me t earlier today, another lawyer actually, and was talking about um, <clears throat> a relative that they had in Australia, an 85-year-old who was really worried because um, she was being threatened with, um, you know, they were going to come around and, and, and jab her. And wow. the the relatives had said, oh, you know, asked for advice and said, oh, do you think we should get an enduring power of attorney? And and my friend had said, no, 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 because you have to actually um, have that person to a doctor and make sure that they're mentally impaired. Uh, you know, they've lost their marbles basically before you do something like that. And well, you know what I feel about enduring powers of attorney. So yeah. anyway, um, she said to me, well, what do you think about trespass and I said she said what do you know about trespass and I said I know a lot about trespass and I said now I know what I know what we can do so I <clears throat> I said to her find the actual name of the COVID-19 response um, act person in Australia and get them to write out the usual you know, the usual trespass notices that you can get, they say under section such and such of the Act, yeah. um, you um, um, this, and you put your own name and address in there and then you you warn off um, <clears throat> the, the person named, right? Yep. And then you take that down to the your local police station and you register it there, you okay? It, yeah. So then they can be... They can be arrested if they send anybody around to your house. Now, we can actually, um, I'm thinking of this too in terms of, um, in terms of um, what we would call electronic trespassing. You know those people who send you the text that say, now it's time, you know, you can come down and get your vaccination now, etc. There is a, the, the, we, could, we could develop, a form of electronic trespass notice, right? Uh, we could do the same sort of thing, um, and I think to f I'll develop that further. Let's just do the paper stuff at the moment. Yeah. Now, most people 
don't have a printer at home, what I'm going to do, um, because I can't go to the library and print it out, I'm going to um, I'm going to write mine out in in hand um, by hand and take it um, to the police station tomorrow. <clears throat> so, but that generally that that um, I think that's what um, uh, people who talk about um, you know common law. Um, and on our relationship between us and the state, um, I think that's what they've they've kind of got a clue about, really. That that the crown, of course, is a is a, a fiction. Yeah, we we know, also yeah. know now that the crown hasn't existed for the past four hundred years. So sixteen forty nine, wasn't it? Liz? That's sixteen forty nine. Yeah. So it hasn't existed. So that's going to be a real bun fight when we start to actually um, explore that and and work out how we can use that to our advantage. But um, in the meantime, you know, rather than than go through a long um, involved process about that, we can do this this really simple thing, which is to um, is to actually activate um, trespass orders on on Bloomfield. So he should be getting quite a few. Um, now that's trespass uh, against course, yes, you, against people. Trespass against you where you live. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Now, if you um, are in your workplace, of course, it's the it's the boss who's in control of the workplace there. Yeah. Right. So um, I think also um, what in the little question I saw, or was a comment actually that um, your producer sent over. Someone was talking about <clears throat> trespassing, trespassing the crown. Off, if you were in a parking space and you've got a parking warden come up to you, you could trespass them off that. I suppose, I suppose that you could put, you could put a sign on your car saying this car belongs to um, X Y Z and put your name on it, and say no trespassing. Uh, <clears throat> and then, as a defence to any ticket you've got, you could you could prove trespass. Um, or, or, because objects can be trespassed against too, you know that that's kind of the basis of um, stealing stealing cars, you're, or stealing anything. You're trespassing on the on the property of, um, but you know, personal property in this case, you're per, you're actually trespassing on the personal property of somebody. Now, if you can identify that, you know, I mean, we're identified. Um, you know, when we get the ticket, they identify us by that um, that number plate. But you could also, um, you know, make yourself up a, a sticker and say, my name is such and such, no trespassing on this car. Yep, and exactly. then, of course, if they put a ticket on, you know exactly who to um, activate that against. The problem, The only problem I see with that is that they don't even adhere to their own laws. Yeah, Why? well, that's their problem, though, isn't it? Yeah, but how, how at the end, of the, when all is said and done and we've done mm. all the legal paperwork, all the pushback, does it come right down to the absolute right of self-preservation, self-defense yeah. and um, your own individual rights and freedoms? You have yeah. well, the right and, and to push are, back physically if yeah. necessary. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the thing. They are using paper. We use paper back. This is just a law weapon, yeah, a yeah. weapon of law. And, but they also back up their weapons of law because let's face it, no one 
No one would do what the government told them if they if they didn't have the threat of force and coercion via the police mm. as their militant arm. So what is um what has happened? Okay, with with Billy and Vinny being dragged off, right? What's the charge? So in that case, right? I would I if I were them, of course, but I'm not, and they're not likely to call me up for legal advice. <laughs> but I would, um, of course be investigating the basis of um, the basis of the um, of the actual act itself because I believe the act is ultra vires yep. um, if you don't have a <clears throat> ultra vires means outside the law um, it's an outlaw law right. um, if you don't have the the actual reason if you don't have the proof of any any virus, then to put a law in place, and I think I've said this before, it's like that's right. That's the key. The purple shirt on Wednesday law. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. No, one hundred percent agree with that, and that's what we've been saying from the start. People mm. are so caught up, and all a multitude of different angles, different different you know ways and means to defeat the law and all that sort of stuff. But mm. what it comes right down to is, hang on, your law sucks. It's draconian. We're not going to comply because you haven't got the proof that you can even apply it. Mm. You, you, and the you, fact you, that you don't even exist, yes. yeah, the fact that you don't legally exist and you're actually a fraud anyway, yes. we have the right to self-preserve, <clears throat> to self-defend, and to take you out if necessary, because that's just yes. a fact. And like I said, I've said it on the show before, got a lot of people out there saying, oh, no, we don't want to resort to violence. Well, guess what? Wake up, clowns. It may have to come to that. They're out killing you. They're yes. actually killing yes. you, the starving well, people. Yeah, but little old ladies of 85... Oh, far better to issue a trespass notice so oh, yeah. you don't have anybody coming around. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, people might like to, because people are being pretty hacked off with these texts that are coming through from the companies, yeah. um, to find out who the company is, um, address the trespass notice to, um, you know, ad- address the, um, <clears throat> yeah, address the trespass notice um, to um, the the owner of the company, and uh, we can we can develop that. Uh, they'll be they'll push off once they start getting um, they start getting. Uh, I think the fine for trespassers if if they ignore you is two. It's about two thousand dollars. Nice bit of pocket money. Huh? Nice bit of pocket money there, Liz. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't get it off them, would you? But <laughs> no, you, you know, wouldn't. all you want to do is keep them off. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, they're like jackboots will just carry on anyway. But I, I like – see, the best part about what you're doing and what others like Sue are doing is you are proving that the government is beyond restraint. You're proving that they are violating their own laws, their own existence, and they're coming for us on behalf of a foreign master oh. implementing this crap here, and they're not going to stop. Oh. So you're, you, are, you are perfectly setting them up to legally and lawfully justify a rebellion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's not a fact. Or it's the case is that we are in rebellion now. When we resist, yep. we are we are rebelling. So you know, it's not like like we get we're waiting. We are doing it. When you resist, you rebel. You are, yeah. So that that's fine. You know, anybody who who does it, um, who who fights back. Um, rebels against the status quo. And uh, it's lawful rebellion, of course. 
Yep, and lawful doesn't mean you have to just sit around peacefully protest, does it? I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know, I, know, look, I, I know that's right. That's right. Um, and you know, we will see where where things go with yep. with um, uh, uh, Billy and Vinny. But I I have have a feeling it was a bit of a uh, a bit of stagecraft going on there. I've no, actually heard the same, but like I said, I I can't. I don't have the facts and evidence on that, so I will not. No. Take a position well, either my, way until I get further my, clarity. My opinion only. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But, but like I said, I, I always try. Like if if I had facts and evidence to that, bang, I'd be bringing it. But I don't, so of course yeah. I can't. So, like I said, I I don't. I'm not a fan of theirs by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I also, unlike a lot of them and their cultist followers, I won't just lambast them for no reason at all when I don't personally have knowledge of it. So. No, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the funny video yet of of a certain person crying. Oh, I know that I've seen. My God, <laughs> I was there, so I know that no, happened. It's not a nasty rumor. No, that's not a nasty rumor. That's as a fact. We have that as well. It's just we, we we refused to play that particular one because it was a little embarrassing, and we didn't want to, you know, make it worse for the poor guy. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, thanks very much, Liz. I hope that okay. uh, some people got some help with it. And uh, if they have any other questions, they can get hold of us on our Telegram chat channel, send it through. We can get it through to Liz or find Liz on Facebook, Liz M. Lambert. Uh, remember, she is extremely busy. She's got people like Sue coming from uh, people all, all, all different vectors, all different angles, trying to basically stretch them to the limit. We've got to build up support um, structures around these people to help this carry on and get and, and get um get sorted but um i think some of the blokes out there need to actually take a good look in the mirror what's it gonna take anyway thanks very much liz and we'll catch you up shortly okay thanks have a, Calvin. have a great night bye you're back live in the studio that was liz lambert of course uh she's been on the show a few times uh we did the allodial claims a lot of people say allodial claims don't exist in new zealand because the government said so let that sink in this is a very government that's illegitimate from the start. Um, their whole premise of being is based on, we'll call it pseudo law. You know, they call about talk about pseudoscience, just being a crock of crap. Well, pseudo, we'll call them pseudo law. Okay, that pretty much wraps up the show. We have the. We got to decide whether we're going to do another show tomorrow or not. If we do, we have to prep early, and if anyone's got any if anyone um has got uh items they want to discuss and anything they want us to show on the on the show please do so we're going to start prepping about 12 uh, it takes a few hours to prep before we can um bring it live to you and we want to go on about seven or seven or eight latest so you don't we're not sort of keeping you up all night as it's uh and there's 12 30 23 hours uh, we are now in the 20th of august Two days before they needed the excuse to roll over the 90-day emergency powers that they grant themselves continuously to keep us subjugated. So for all those who have been supporting us and talking to us and that, we thank you a great deal. Please go to the website, www.counterspinmedia.com. Uh, the allodial documents we spoke about, uh, Council wants to that, they are all loaded up there. You'll see it on the uh, resource section of that website to the man who um, has been doing that for us. We thank him greatly. Curious Kiwi and the tech there, who uh, I give these guys a run around. I mean, I get pretty shitty sometimes if things don't work according to plan because I look like a dick when I'm, you know, 
my sound didn't just go out. I just did that to sort of demonstrate something. Um, but that's what happens. And, of course, Sarah doing her best, uh, people trying to dox her now and that sort of stuff. I was probably trying to find her employer, but too late. We can't. That's just the way it is, so you can suck on that. And uh, Dana Lee, of course, has been monitoring the feeds as well to make sure the sound was coming through fine. We seem to have a bit of an issue with when I come on to talk. It goes a little uh, softer, but it was fine with the pre-records <clears throat> that we did just a few hours ago. We'll try and get that sorted for tomorrow. So thanks again. We will see you again. And um, keep your head down.
Take it down. The evil CCP.